Hello and welcome to the Newsagent podcast. My name is Victoria Brush and I'm a Senior Content Executive for Goodlord. This is a recording of our webinar, How Can Letting Agents Use Technology to Win Landlords in 2024? In this podcast, we'll hear from Kostas Franjeski, Megan 18 and Christian Byfield to find out how letting agents can use rental technology, social media and AI to win landlords. And now onto the podcast. Good morning, everyone, uh, and thank you for taking the time to join us on another Good Lord and Vouch webinar. Um, in terms of today's subject, uh, today's subject is how can agents use technology to win landlords in 2024? Um, so we'll be tackling that maze that is technology, hoping to provide you all with some tips and some uh, on what is good tech uh, and what kind of questions you should be asking uh, moving forward. Uh, and to, to help me with that, I have two of the best in the industry. Uh, firstly, we have uh, Mega18, uh, who's currently Operations Director of the award-winning Location Location. Um, she's also my go-to person uh, for how to do social media right, uh, as well as one of the biggest and best ambassadors for our industry, which I'd like to personally thank her for uh, while I have the opportunity, uh, which obviously also lend her the, uh, the the role of Vice President of ARLA as well. And Megan, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. What a lovely intro. There you go. Nothing, nothing short. Um, Alongside uh, Megan, we have Christian Byfield. Now, if, uh, if, there, if, there was a, if there was an equivalent of it does what it says on the team, tin, uh, that would be Christian, uh, as well as running a, a fantastic business uh, as, a, as a, a letting agent alongside uh, the amazing Anne Deckers also, um, who, who, whose um, levels of service is nothing but exceptional. Uh, Christian is also uh, an expert, advisor, commentator, you name it, if it's prop tech, uh, Christian is always involved. Um, and he obviously leading from the front as well uh, with the depository, the best enter, end of tenancy journey uh, a tenant's landlord or agent could ever wish for. Um, so good that uh, we at Wish Good Lord wish we thought about it first. And we also wear, wear the top as well, just to prove it. Uh, welcome, Christian. Thanks for having me, man. I was jealous about Megan's intro until I got that one. So, uh, yeah, we had best, best webinar intros ever. Fantastic. Okay, you know, you, you know, it's recorded, so you can keep it on a loop, put it by the bedside, help you sleep, whatever you need. Don't worry about that at all. You just shouldn't continue now. I don't think it can get any better than that. I'm going to play that intro to wake me up every morning. That's what I'm going to start every day from now on. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so uh, we're going to jump into our first slides. Perfect. Um, for for those of you, so firstly, obviously today's be, uh, today's webinar is being supported by Good Lord and Vouch. Uh, for those of you that have been sort of either stuck in your businesses or hiding in caves, who are Good Lord and Vouch? Uh, firstly, from a Vouch perspective, uh, they are a standalone uh, referencing uh, solution, uh, best in the business by far. Um, built by letting agents for letting agents, um, and you only need to look at their trust pilots to see what their their landlords, uh, their landlords, tenants, and agents think of them. Um, in addition to that, they are obviously also supported by the strongest rent and legal protection uh, in the marketplace. Um, not only uh, covering um, uh, one of the highest values uh, both during tenancy and after vacant possession, uh, but also uh, with uh, faster uh, micro payments as well. Um, good Lord. Uh, good Lord is the end-to-end uh, pre-tenancy 
uh, and post-tenancy uh, offering. Um, we've been market leaders now for 10 years in what we do, and we cover everything from the start of the journey, starting with landlord terms of business, all the way through to your contracts, your referencing, your payments, even through to collecting the rent and then starting all over again once it's all over. Um, so whether you're looking for a new referencing provider, uh, insurance provider, or looking for a way to reduce your costs, increase your profits, give yourself a little bit more time, take a bit more time off and enjoy yourselves, why not? Uh, then uh, please uh, please reach out if that, uh, if that helps you. Thank you. Okay, so uh, moving on to the webinar itself. Um, in terms of today, um, so uh, we've got some we've got some questions just to help us move along uh, and keep us on track. Hopefully, it works. But uh, in terms of uh, say, in terms of where we're going to kick off, we're going to kick off with the current perception of of rental technology um, and landlord trends. Um, so obviously, um, you know, I speak to agents every day, um, some customers, some potential customers, and there's definitely varying opinions out in the market in terms of uh, tech and good tech and how tech can support and help. Um, what's your guys' feelings? Um, Megan, do you want to kick us off? I think that tech can support any business as long as you're using it correctly. And I think that you have got to stop looking for golden bullets. I think that's probably my um, my solution. There's very few techs that you can just switch on and it's going to perform miracles, with the exception of the depository, of course. Um, but uh, I think the biggest issues that people find with tech is that they don't actually utilize it properly. But I think that's probably my kind of takeaway, I guess. Fantastic. Christian, anything to add? Yeah, no, I think I think the 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 tech space is getting better. I think um I'm not sure who it was I heard say it the other day. Uh, they're not the first, but I think we're seeing less products come to market, but what is coming to market is typically a better quality of product. Uh, you know, and then we've got the likes of yourselves and your fixed flows, your kind of sort of established titans within the industry who keep refining products um it was it i had a i had a call yesterday with um jp from who used to have castle dean and he's now just about to launch um prospect to pro and i think it was the perfect example of higher levels better qualities of tech coming into the marketplace i was really blown away about what him and his team have built in such a short space of time um but i think it is that thing of he's an agent he's been there he's done it he knows it and i think that you can you can you can understand tech anyone can understand tech we all walk around with these every day of our lives um and we all kind of get it but being able to interweave quality tech with um the nuances of agency be that operational or transactional um yeah i just i just think we're we're getting into a space where the products in the market and coming to market are much better products i mean i totally agree with megan there still is no silver bullet um you've still got to embed a product properly use it properly train your staff monitor use keep coming back to it um but the quality of products out there if you leverage them well um you know, they can they can really make a substantial difference within your business. No, I totally I, agree. I, this this oh sorry, come on, Megan. 
So I was just going to say, I really like the this wave of agent-created tech, so tech that's been built by agents, because I think that it, it solves real issues. It's not when you get someone bringing a tech to you and they're going, yeah, but isn't this amazing? I'm like, it's not really an issue. Um, and I think that that's really important. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, yeah, this is my this will be my twentieth year in the industry. I know I don't look it, don't need to say it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, in terms of uh, you know, I you know, at least the last ten years, especially the, this big the big prop tech bubble where there was lots of money being thrown around and people were building tech for tech's sake. Um, I'm definitely see that, that evaporating very quickly over the last three to four years. Um, where I think you know, agents have become a bit more savvy as well uh, in terms of knowing what you know. Yeah, what they realise is you know, Tech doesn't change how you run your business. It makes it better, but it shouldn't change. It's still it's still a people business, and therefore it should it should support that. Okay, well that leads us very well into the the new buzzword. So leaving sort of the, the yeah prop tech is is old now. Uh, we now have AI, artificial intelligence. Um, you know how are you guys how are you guys viewing that for your businesses and and and, and outside? Look, I think we we we're still. I think like like most industries, I think we're still pretty much at the embryonic stage, right? I think a lot of us are still trying to wrap our heads around exactly what AI is capable of. I mean, I saw an agent tweet the other day. Um, I don't really get chat GPT. Is it just kind of like Google on steroids? Um, and I think that's a very easy perception to make. And I think if you don't if you don't take the time to to really understand what's happening and and the array of of products already leveraging it out there i think yeah if you go if you jump onto your chat gpts or you know whatever model you're using um kind of isolated as a as a daily user great you know oh plan a day trip here or i need to write a blog about this brilliant but i think you quite quickly get over that but i think when you look at what AI is already starting to power in terms of data, that's really fascinating. And, you know, I mean, we've been looking at Depository, we've been looking and playing around with AI behind the scenes for close to a year now, just kind of tinkering around with with what it could do. But I mean, my, my initial response was a bit like that tweet. It was like, all right, great, it can write a blog for me, it can write an article. So what? Well, we're all just going to produce a lot more content and we're just going to bore people to death. Um, but then when we started tinkering around, and and I think the amazing thing with it is it's very easy to start doing quite complicated things with it quite quickly. Um, so I think the reality is it's going to have an enormous impact but not just on in, on our on our industry on every single industry it's going to be huge um but like all tech what is it what is it they say less than you expect will happen in 2 years but more than you expect will happen in 5 think something like that so i think the next 2 years we'll talk a lot about it and a bit like prop tech people will get bored of hearing ai or ml but then as we come out of that two-year period and we go into the following sort of three-year period uh, and then it starts to bed in and the realities of its capabilities, I think, you know, I think pretty much every industry is going to be dynamically changed. And if you're, you've just got to make sure it's for the better. Sure. Megan, how are you, how are you seeing this at, from location to point of view? Well, we, um, we're really quite excited about it. 
sort of the possibilities of what AI can do. Um, it was interesting though. So Spencer from Paramount stood on stage at the EA Masters last year and he said that for him, that what AI offers is an opportunity for us to, as people to spend more time with our customers. So what we're going to be able to do is clear out some of those like kind of crappy jobs, the admin jobs. And when he said that, it was like a little light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, that is the best way that I could describe the benefits of AI right now. You know, we use it um, across a couple of our prop techs. We use chat, obviously we use chat GBT. Um, it makes me sound incredibly intelligent. I love it. Um, but um, um, that we can, uh, that we can kind of leverage that on. So, um, you know, from things like view agent, where it will help you respond to your um, review so that everything's getting a, a proper response. Prospect of Pro, like Christian's talked about. I mean, if you haven't seen Prospect of Pro, I sat there and I was like, okay, well, that was a bit cool. Um, you know, so there's some really cool stuff out there. Um, but a bare minimum, it can help you type your property details through like things like stream. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think clearing out some admin for us all so that we as people can use what we are good at, which is our people skills. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and absolutely. And yeah, and, and, yeah, from my perspective, um, I just want to put it out there. I am not uh, an AI expert. I'm one of the very few people at the moment in this industry that is not an AI expert. Uh, but, uh, but you know, you know, we've been doing AI for years. It's been around for years. You know, Google was built on being able to put in two or three bits of data and then allowing it to populate the journey right to the end and removing, you know, six, seven hours worth of admin. So it's not something, it's something that's, that's always been there. Um, but obviously, the big change has been the, the speed in which now AI can really ramp things up. And things that may have taken 10 years now can take 10 weeks in some cases. Uh, and we're definitely uh, looking at how that can support our, our offerings uh, as well. It's fantastic. So, um, so we, we, we've talked a little bit about um, we talked a little bit about the AI. You've you touched on already how 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 we how it can help you win landlords. Obviously, you know you're only you're only doing business if you're actually speaking to somebody. In, in, uh, that's one of the things I was was taught a, a long while ago. Uh, you're not actually doing business if you're sitting behind a desk not speaking to anyone. So, are there any other ways that you think you can help you win landlords? You've mentioned a few other. Um, products in the marketplace i'm sure the uh, the hoodies are on their way to you uh but are there, is there anything that we haven't touched on yet or missed look i think i think like megan said it's i think you know the best bits of tech i was thinking about this the last week of like oh is there any product i could really give a shout out of use this product it will bring you landlords and and hand on heart i think apart from canvassing solutions which that is their sole purpose I don't think there's anything I can hand on heart say this categorically brings me landlords. Um, but as Megan touched on and the, the infinite wisdom of Spencer from the EA Masters, I think most agencies, it is about freeing your staff up yeah. to deliver your professional expertise to, to resolve a situation in the best possible way, but also that something special, that phone call that is for nothing more than just to catch up and touch base and you know and, it, it's, and there's something more still the other week or you you know you you had a kid last month how's things going like giving that little personal touch and the wow factor that's what wins you landlords that's what gets people talking about you at a dining table and going you know when someone's moaning about what a crap job their agent has done and then they go oh you, you know you need to talk to the guys at location location like they came round with yellow roses the other day and then like they heard I was ill and they sent me a, a, a cookie in the post and like 
you know, and then they, I, I had a tumble and they checked in on me a week later to see how I was doing. Could they bring anything around? That is the stuff. You know, that is the stuff that, that gets you landlords. And I think also we all know with the vast majority of landlords, once you've got them, they're yours to lose. Yeah. You, you, so get them, you keep them. Yeah, and there's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more. We can, really. There's a lot more you can offer. Yeah, there's a lot more in the landlord journey now we can offer than ever before. We get involved in so many. In fact, in running their lives for them. Uh, I'm going to move us on to the next slide. Uh, just so we've got time for for enough. Uh, so perception of the of rental technology and trends. Um, so yeah, agents. In terms of uh, what agents are thinking of uh, from a technology point of view, what kind of questions are people asking you? Because I'm sure you get know, you get lots of agents coming to you asking you for help. What, what kind of things are they asking? I get a lot of prop tech questions. I've somehow become like the prop tech lady. Um, and I think a lot of people ask the same things, like I'm struggling to get landlords or um, one of the big issues that people seem to find is things like maintenance and that that kind of um, how to manage that. Um, I think the big thing with technology is, um, and I'm going to keep saying the same thing through this webinar is, if if you've got tech and you think, well, oh, it's not working, When's the last time you engaged with your account manager? When's the last time that you engaged with one of their webinars? And when's the last time that you sat on a refresher training for it? Because if if your tech isn't working for you, it's probably not the tech. It's that you're not working for your tech. It doesn't matter. You could spend thousands. And I've worked at companies that have got like, I, I went to a company once where I said, oh, you've got this tech. And they went, oh, have we? People lose track of what tech they've got because there's so many. So I think... Maybe having a cleanse down of what you've got and looking at, you know, where are the core areas, you know, and there's suppliers out there like Kerfuffle that will always help people do that. But, but I think basically looking at the headline of it and going, do I actually know what that does to its full capacity? So recently I took over our Spectre account and I've completely re returned it around because what I wanted to do was show that actually I was going to completely engage and throw myself into their latest advice to see what the outcomes could be. Um, because they're the experts so my my suggestion is is um is keep engaging with them I think in general people um just are worrying about the costs I think probably of adding tech in so making the right choices along the way yeah no absolutely I think I think the, you know, the key question everyone should be asking their suppliers uh right now should be what am I not using what what are what are other people using that I'm not what have I missed because there's a lot that comes with it so that's it yeah uh Christian Anything we've yeah, missed? I mean, I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't think I've got much to add from what Megan said there. She absolutely hit the nail on the head. I think that any good products will be constantly evolving, adding new features, functioning, refining slight processes, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's really important you just keep coming back to a product, keep exploring. You know, I always say to the guys in the office with any product we use, Figure out what you don't use. Figure out what that button you've never clicked on does. Like as long as it's not delete account, it's, it's like, just just see what it does and let's let's see what happens. You know, but no, I think abs Megan's absolutely right. I mean, I've I've talked about tech before of treating it like a member of staff. You know, you wouldn't create a role within your business for a new member of staff and then have them turn up to work on day one and have them sit in a corner silently and not tell anyone in the office what they're here to do or introduce them or remap the office around that new role I've created. And tech is exactly the same. Like Megan just said, if you, you, you know, if you sign a contract and go, Oh, great. That's it. I'm signed up to it. I'm paying. And you think that overnight that's going to 
magically transform your business. Yeah. No, you've got right. to put in the effort and you've got to, you know, you, you've sometimes got to push back against the will of some people. I mean, Megan, I think quite a good example is when Megan was at Haslam's prior to location, location, she brought depository in. Um, and that was really fascinating in that a couple of the more senior property managers who'd been doing it longer, and this is quite a common psychology, were like, I've done this for 10 years. I don't, I know what I'm doing. I don't need you to tell me how to suck eggs. This is tech I really don't need. There's no problem here, yeah. you know. And then, what, within, I think, a month, they'd reduced their deposit return times by nearly 60%. Yeah. And what was really nice was about a month after that, so about two months in, the property manager that was given Megan the most pushback sent us privately an email, didn't even copy Megan in, and just went, just wanted to tell you guys, this has been life-changing. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I don't know how I did this job before. I feel like I'm on top of it for the first time in my life. And I say this not to plug the product, but to show that you've, you, you, as a leader, you've got to sometimes go on that journey. If you buy into a product, you've got to kind of take the staff on that journey with you, sometimes kicking and screaming a bit. Yeah, but if you really believe in it and embed it and train it and put the performance indicators in your in your performance tracking, it will work. It will work. It's, yeah, I think it's one. Yeah, it's one of our biggest. Yeah, you know, one of the biggest challenges. It's this that change management, isn't it? And you know, I think we underestimate that once you get through that, actually having happier staff um means you know you know that they're they're you know they're your brand you know they're they're, they're the your front facing they're the people speaking to your customers day in day out potential customers existing customers and therefore keeping them happy but we, you know we've touched on we've touched on obviously um you know a few points there in terms of helping to win and retain landlords we've touched on obviously you know giving you giving agents more time to actually have those conversations is there anything else we're missing from a winning and retaining landlords or is it all about is it mostly about the spending more time with them and really understanding and, and being there i think sim- i think sympathizing and understanding not so obviously this is about prop tech t- typically this this whole webinar but you know if you're investing some time in your own um, knowledge as as well as investing your to your teams you know learning about you know for example the renters reform bill that is um for some landlords a a fear generating um you know piece of legislation and you know we've got the taxation of landlords now if as agents your team can't have a you know articulate conversation with a landlord about it and and make sure they understand that yes for example we're going to lose this but we're going to gain this potentially you know and and be able to slide that scale and show them that we're not panicking then you won't retain your landlords, no matter how amazing your tech stack is, is if your landlords are scared and you're projecting that or you can't reassure them. You know, it's funny, this whole like, it was like a big fire, wasn't it, in our industry when they announced the renters reform, we all went. And, you know, me and Christian, we sent voice notes back and forth. And and I think we both landed in the exact same place of, you know what, this is going to be absolutely fine. It's going to take some adjustments. Yes, we might have to tweak a few things. But if we panic, they panic. We're the professionals. And if as professionals are panicking. So my advice is, is that it's all well and good having the best tech stack in the world. But if your team don't know what's going on outside of your office, then you won't retain your landlords. So just take some time to invest in upskilling your staff. Yeah, yeah, and I think you touched very well on the next question around. Obviously, uh, yeah, there's there's lots of change coming in 2024, um, and yeah, alongside your tech, alongside your suppliers that are also making those changes. You know, we are we are definitely looking at um, you know the, the renters reform, but we have been 
for over a year now. Uh, we've already started building building towards it. So, uh, you know, in some ways, we're, we're f- thankful for the delays. And in other ways, we're a bit uh, peed off uh, because we've actually built to support agents to make sure that they're in a better place when it does actually land. Um, let's move to the next slide. Uh, Cause of time to get through. Uh, what role will artificial intelligence play? So we touched this. Uh, any, you know, you mentioned some AI tools um, that are in the industry today. Um, you know, if you had to pick, if you had to pick your favourites, um, it's something. Yeah, if you had to recommend one one tool, uh, I, I think I know where you're going, Christian. Uh, but what, what what would you be saying? And and I'm going to take Good Lord out of this. I know you both were going to say Good Lord, so let me let me remove Good Lord just to see you know, so we can mention a couple of other people. Oh, I feel like my heart split between two. To be honest, I'm going to say two, even though I'm breaking the rules. But I'm that's that's what I that's what I do. So I've already mentioned both of them. So you've got two. So Prospector Pro, that's changing the way that we speak to our clients. It's 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 framing the way we speak to our clients. It's literally spoon feeding our teams what they need to call about and then summarizing everything. Because for me, God, if I'd had that as a neg, it would have just been game-changing so I think from a prospecting perspective it's that but also I think it trains your team as you go you can't sit there constantly talking to your team about it so that's one thing but then when you've got AI tools like for example what they've embedded in view agent you know one of the big things we talk about is reviews and social proof and how important that is now sometimes we just send message back saying thanks so much for your review like it's not that helpful, is it? Or sometimes we forget to respond to them and that massively decreases um, our um, sort of search optimizing on things like Google. So making sure you've got something like that running in the background, you know, it's a really inexpensive way of monitoring things like your reputation. So for me, those two things kind of go hand in hand and I think you need kind of both. Um, what about you, right. Christian? Um, so industry-wise, we've got to be honest, at the moment we don't use a lot of industry products that are powered by at the moment probably the most obvious one we have at the moment is giraffe 360 who i'm a huge fan on love their tech love their product um uh, and they've recently done it around the property descriptions thing which i've got to be honest i was quite dismissive of when people were like oh ai can write your property descriptions and i was like really i can't say that i've ever lost a night's sleep over a property description but you know talking about marketing guys they love it because they're like, actually, it breaks us out of that mold of writing every property description the way we always have. Um, and it picks up things like it knows which direction the property's facing and blah, 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 which they don't necessarily pick up on writing. So so that was nice to touch. That was a nice touch. Um, Prospector Pro, I mean, again, yeah, yeah. saw that yesterday. Wow. Um so yeah. their switch balls are already blocked. So we'll move, move, move on. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. There's a couple of cool bits outside. Like there, there's a lot of products outside the industry. Like we talk a lot about um, kind of tools to support people. And I think particularly, you know, primarily a lot of this webinar is aimed at leaders. There's a really cool uh, AI tool called Pi, just P-I. Um, and if you've got uh, an Apple smartphone uh, an apple uh, iphone rather and it works best on that and it's basically like your personal assistant but it can be a life coach it can be so you can literally have conversations with it in your car you can pop your headphones in when you go for a walk you can talk through something difficult you you're like coming up with either emotionally or professionally and it will help you kind of gather and organize your thoughts about how you want to kind of express something 
uh, can help you aim towards being uh, achieving a certain goal. Um, you can have it try and educate you if you want to learn about things, anything from AI and ML through to when the dinosaurs were around. Uh, it's a super cool tool. And like I said, it's literally, uh, it's kind of your own psychologist, life coach, PA, uh, sat in your pocket free of charge. So if you've not checked that out, go and have a look at that. It's, it's a really I'm, cool I'm, I'm never going to need to speak to anyone else ever again. That's fantastic. Thank you. That's my first download after this. Um, so, so uh, talk, talk about AI technology's influence. How is it going to work in the future? How do, how do, you, do you see any change in, in, in the industry? You know, it, you know it's, it's, it's a hundred plus year old industry. It hasn't necessarily, you know, lots of things have come. Lots, you know, we're in a much better shape than we've ever been. But, you know, it's still fundamentally very similar to what it was many years ago. What, what, you know, if you, if you were to look forward, you know, you mentioned the, you know, the two in two years and five years. But where do you think we're going to be in five years time? How much change do you expect? No, we've, we've, we've had some I've, I've been having some sort of quiet conversations like i say you know we've been looking and playing with ai within our platform for six plus months now and also seeing kind of what happens out in the big bad world as well and there's already been lessons out there of companies that have kind of leapt on it too quickly uh and not necessarily that the tech wasn't ready but the company and the workforce weren't ready for what that meant and the knee-jerk reaction to that and there's a lot of misunderstanding but i think we've been kind of reaching out to people and just kind of feeling out a lot of sort of agency leaders thoughts around AI. And I've got to say, actually, um, generally, I think it's viewed very positively, very much in the vein that Megan has already framed. They very much see it as a tool that is going to enable their staff. I think probably the most common thing we see is, within most business and most businesses and particularly larger businesses the fact remains you have your superstars your middle rank players and and your ones who aren't performing quite so well and i think when i talk to leaders what they're really excited about is giving the top performers the tools that they can increase their capacity um but on the flip side they're also looking at the data and information that gives about training the middle rank and the lower performers to align their performance more succinctly with what the top performers do. You know, like, like Megan said on Prospect to Pro, it really picks out, you know, your tone of voice, your ums and ers and this, that and the other. So it really is going to train you into being a really well-refined prospector on the phone. Um, and I think, you know, I was expecting a lot more pushback. I was expecting to speak to people and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like you said, we we give ourselves quite a hard time um, about how we evolve as an industry, although I think we evolve better than we give ourselves credit for. But I think generally the appetite is is good. I think people are excited to see what it will do. But yeah, I think the general positive comments are, yeah, you know, excited to go on this journey. But what we're really excited to see is, you know, giving our 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 better performing members of staff more capacity. Fantastic. Um, just to let everyone out there know as well, if you have any questions or any comments that you want to to raise as well, please put them in the chat uh, alongside. Um, Megan, in terms of uh, you know, how do you how do you perceive how agencies are going to work in the future? How do you uh, you know what 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 changes do you think will will happen? You know, we talked about obviously the death of the high street. We're still there. Uh, it's still working. People still love it. Um, what, what what do you think is going to happen from a from a working practice point of view? 
Um, firstly, I hate going shopping on the high street. So um, it's uh, it, going shopping is my worst nightmare. Um, but I think um, in terms of an agency perspective, I thought a lot about this um, because I can't remember which conference it was last year, but someone basically said that negotiators will become non-existent. And I thought, mm, I'm not sure I agree with that. But what I do think is, is that we'll be able to grow our businesses further without having to make more employment. Um, I think we'll be able to, um, you know, for example, the role of a property manager. Now you've got technology like FixFlow. We use a company called Help Me Fix as well. By the time it gets to property management, most of the time it's already dealt with. Um, so actually, we've reduced capacity down hugely, which is enabling um, them to take on a more proactive role, I think, within the business. Um, so for me, I think that we'll see the same faces but maybe loaded up in slightly different ways. And I think that's how I would like to think about it. Um, so I think it's a business that will grow with with the tech, I guess. Oh, fantastic. Well, I was just hoping that AI can help us build houses a lot faster and then we'll all be happy, won't we? Uh, right, next slide, please. Uh, how can technology help you tackle issues? Uh, so fraud is increasing. So you know, we've been using AI in our in, in our referencing uh, for some time now, we were probably the first when it came to open banking uh, in terms of checking passports, facial recognition. Um, and one of the things that AI is definitely opening up to us, um, which we'll be speaking a little bit more about in, in, in the following uh, webinars, um, is around the fact that AI allows you to, to capture data from source. So you're no longer having to sort of worm through a number of third parties or, or other people. So um, we're looking from an AI perspective, we're looking at, okay, how can we get close to the source how can we get more accurate uh, and and remove fraud um because it, it you know fraud is getting more you know, it's more and more we get more sophisticated um you know as, as technology grows technology also supports the fraudsters um and you know sometimes you, you know you you're, you're having to run alongside them or sprint alongside them in some cases just to make sure uh, you're covering but uh, from, from a fraud perspective are you guys seeing fraud increasing within your businesses as as, as letting agencies or um has that has that working for you I think over the last few years, there's definitely been an increase. I, I saw a stat, I think it was like one in 10 applications made for rental properties has some sort of fraudulent activity to it. And I think it's, and we talked about this off air, um, that I think that fraud, you instantly think of like the really bad guys that are like money laundering. But actually what you forget is that in this market, prices of rents have gone up so drastically and people's wages haven't really risen to that same kind of effect. So we're seeing people be a bit more desperate. They may be putting their OTE as opposed to their basic salary. And if you haven't got the right referencing tech that's spotting things like that, you know, if you write to an employer and say, does, does this person earn a hundred grand? And they go, yeah, that's their OTE. But actually what you need is, you know, small things like text that break that down um, and, and I feel for people and I think that that's a really difficult part of of what we're kind of living in at the moment. Um, so having a really good provider of your referencing, I think, is absolutely essential um, with the you know, the added bonuses of things like, you know, good Lord, I've got the ID. Is it IDVT? Is that what it's called? IDVT. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you know, things like that will help. Um, aside from the fact it helps from a fraud perspective, it actually sort of speeds things up for you, your end too. So, um, yeah, we're definitely seeing seeing that now. Yeah, there's no, there's no reason why references should take you know, should be taking any longer than forty eight hours in this new world. Uh, but uh, Kristen, apart from the referencing side, is there anything else from, from a fraud perspective you're seeing? Yeah, I think um, for us, definitely the thing we we kind of 
try and look out for is potential subletting. Um, I mean, we're dealing with another case of it right now. Um, I'd say that's probably the most challenging one because that's quite nuanced. Um, if they're not a big operator, um, so yeah, I'd say that that's our biggest challenge. But again, we've been talking with our reference provider about you know we we've had one recently slip through the net, um, and you know we're going back through that application and looking at what can we do ourselves to protect ourselves better? What, if anything, can our reference partner do? Like, could they have done anything differently? We're really picking the part, the file apart, not because we're pointing fingers going, you screwed up, but just because we want to work with them to figure out, you know, could, could anything have been done differently? I mean, the fact is, you know, no one's going to catch everything. Um, but yeah. So I think for us, you know, different markets, different challenges, but um but yeah, in London, like Megan said, it's not it's not the 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 Machiavellian sort of black and white striped burglar going down the street. <laughs> you know, like you say, it's either people just a little bit desperate, which is quite sad. Um, or or yeah, the biggest thing we see with our listings is is with you know, people looking to sublet them. It's interesting what you just said there as well, Christian. It's that black box theory, isn't it? You know, when an airplane crashes, the first thing they look for is obviously, aside from saving people, um, is uh, is the black box so they can try and learn what happened. And I think that if we as agents, every time we have something go wrong within our business, think, right, where's the black box on this and go through it and work out what the issue is. It might be that it's actually a combination of referencing provider, your negotiator, the way your adverts, you know, worded. And actually that's a really important lesson for everybody, I think. Well, it's that mindset, right? There's 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 that mindset of there's no losses. You have wins and you have lessons. Yeah. No. And I think you mentioned it before as well, you know, we both mentioned it around training and your staff really knowing the systems. I think one of the biggest challenges, you know, we, you know, we have consistent training on our referencing. You can log in twice a week uh, and there's always training happening for any new stars or people that want to revisit or refresh, uh, as well as obviously booking in one-to-ones as well. And that training aspect, really understanding how to maximize the value. So once again, talking to your suppliers, whoever they are, um, you know, can really support you um, because the last thing you want to do is, is start losing a landlord or or losing their recommendations as well and do, um, and do talk to your suppliers you know i think you know that i don't think there's a good supplier out there that doesn't want to help you as an agent get the most out of your platform you know don't don't be afraid to call up a supplier and go look we've been with you guys for six months and we I, i'm not sure we really we don't really seem to be getting what we thought out of it or you know sam over there's smashing it but my other two you know, I don't really understand. Um, just be honest, you know, no supplier, no good supplier will have an issue. They'll, you know, most suppliers will relish that and figuring out how they're going to help you get what you want out of the system or get your staff to where they want to be. Like any supplier would much, much rather have that conversation with you three, four, five, six, seven months in than just get an email at 12 months going, thanks, but we've just signed with such and such. Here's my notice. But no, and a lot of the changes, you know, a lot of changes we make is, you know, some of my 
best some of my best ideas have come from agents that I've stolen. Um, so in terms of tech, in terms of tech, how much do we talk? How much do we talk about tech with our landlords? Obviously, there's lots of worries for landlords at the moment. The world's changing. They're hearing these. They're seeing. You know, they're seeing the, the articles in the media. The scaremongering. The world's coming to an end. You know, you're never going to be able to get your property back under any circumstance, and uh, you know you won't be able to increase your rents and all kinds of other things getting thrown at them, and they're not be able to see what the reality is. But um, do we talk enough? about tech with our landlords should we be is it too much for them where, where do you stand on that i think it's it's a delicate line um because sometimes it can go back against you and they're like well what am i paying you for you know that's always a um a difficult one so i think it depends on what the tech is they don't need to know everything but for example like one of the things i like to talk about when pitching is um, our maintenance process and how we save landlords. You know, we've saved landlords three grand in the last year using um, technology that will help um, diagnose their maintenance and, and try and repair things over FaceTime and, and things like that. And I think that that offers a benefit to the landlord. They can see there's a tangible return. What they also don't realise is, is that then we're saving ourselves time as well back end. Um, but but from a landlord's perspective, you know, the fear is what happens at 10 o'clock at night and I can't get hold of you, Megan. Well, don't worry, we've got that covered as well. And I think finding the texts that have a tangible benefit to the landlord and then explaining them, I think it's quite difficult to do that. You know, so for example, on a pitch, I'm not going to talk about the depository because that's way off in the future. Now, if they've had concerns about deposits, that is a perfect time to bring that up and talk about how we do that process. But for me, it's about working out what the small wins are, asking your landlords what their concerns are. And if their concerns are what happens when it's the middle of the night, then you can slip in whatever tech needs to be slipped in at that point. But I think that we have to cover an awful lot with landlords already and try and try not to confuse them. I think, you know, if we start saying to them, oh, we use an AI technology to do they're like, what? I don't really care about that. Just let my house, you know. Um, so it's a balance, I think. OK, I'm going to I'm going to move us on. Uh, I think we spent quite a bit of time on on issues tackling uh, from a technology point of view. Um, our next slide. Um, how can letting agents use social media? Uh, digital marketing to win landlords and attract tenants. Uh, so social media, I have to start with you, Megan. Um, what platforms are working? What, what you know, yeah, we've, they, you know, there's good social media and there's bad social media attempts at the moment out there. Uh, what, you know, but, you know, give, give us the tips. Okay. So first of all, let's work out who we're targeting. So for example, who are we targeting? Let's say landlords. So um, if you go on to things like national statistics, you can work out the average age of landlords for example so then you start working out what platforms that they're spending most of their time on so for example um spoiler alert where we are in london typically our um landlords seem to be in their sort of 40s to 50s plus and um, we are starting to see landlords get younger and younger and um, so that's that kind of like boomer generation boomers spend most of their time social media wise on facebook now people often think that facebook's a dead platform well that's where your landlords are so um, I think in terms of platforms, it really depends on what the goal of your social media is. Um, if you just want brand exposure, putting up bougie property tours on TikTok is going to be a winner because obviously it's got mass coverage and, and the algorithm sends it further and further. What you typically have then is a million views on a 
video like we've had recently on one of our property tours amazing is that going to sell its house probably not but if you head to our instagram it's very hyper local so it means that then if you come to our instagram it typically is local following because we've built a community there um so i think it's not an easy solution to say which platform because it really depends on your personal goal for that social media okay Christian, anything to add no, I think that I mean Megan Megan is is carved out a great sort of position by herself and then she's joined Location Location, who, you know, Vicky and Assad, they just get marketing. Their marketing team and the content they produce is phenomenal. Um I think for agents that it it's some of the old things that the likes of Chris Watkin and other others trundle out there, consistency. Mm-hmm. keep doing it keep posting it your post will get better you will get better engagement just keep doing it be genuine you know and like megan said what what is it that you're who are you providing this content for and what is it you're trying to get out of it you're just trying to help people you're trying to share the love you're trying to you know whatever it is but don't just sit there and just post your property listings on there because people don't go onto Facebook to buy a house. They they might stumble across a house, but let's be honest, they go to your right moves, your dupers, you're on your markets. Um, you know, that's where they go house hunting. So by all means, like Megan said, plonk the stuff on there, but just understand a million views sounds very flattering, but is that any better if it brings you no leads, then a video that gets five views, but a landlord picks up the phone and goes, oh my God, I've just been through that exact situation. I'm coming to you guys next time because you guys would have handled it differently and I wouldn't have been confronted with X, Y, Z. But yeah, be consistent, be genuine. Yeah. Sounds like be more corgi, Christian. Be more corgi. (laughs) That's a very catchy catchphrase. Did you just come up with that just now, Megan? Just now. Uh, but no, I think I think as well, uh, yeah. You've mentioned the localness of there. I think you know as one of the lessons I've definitely learned watching. You know, one of the benefits I have is I get to look at fifteen hundred uh, agency businesses out in the marketplace, and I get to see you know it's data that it's sometimes other people won't see uh, and understand. Okay, well, what are they doing that's making them so good? And one of the things that actually you know I've learned from quite a few very successful agents is that 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 you know investing in that localness. So you know, mentioning local businesses, tying up with local businesses, you know. Really, and and also, you know, from a from a developing a marketplace and developing and also pricing wise as well, uh, you know, you know, supporting your local your local brand um, is as important as supporting your business um, in terms of attracting the right people and attracting the audience. So, uh, I think that's key. Um, any other platforms we want to mention? Digital brand platforms? Anything else? We've mentioned a couple there. Megan. Is there anything we're missing? Um, if there was, yeah, what other platforms would you recommend? Depending on what agents are trying to achieve. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn as well. Um, LinkedIn's a totally different platform to everything. Um, it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a delicate line of how that works. You know, there's a quite a few people used to go. It's not Facebook. You can't put that here. Um, I think that that you do have to have a more professional tone on LinkedIn. But I do think there is space for humor and natural personality. Um, what I tend to do uh, myself is. Um, I pick up landlords through things like TikTok because I put out, you know, informative content on there. What they tend to do is trickle themselves to my LinkedIn. If you head to my LinkedIn, for an example, I quite regularly ask people for reviews on myself so that you can see that I am, you know, not just full of it, you know, that I actually have got, you know, some some knowledge. Um, And it's become like almost like an online CV to landlords. 
So um, don't underestimate the power of your LinkedIn profile. Um, but equally, you know, when you are out prospecting and you're using prospecting tools, you know, you can use LinkedIn to communicate with those people as well. As long as they're, you know, as long as they're happy to accept you as a connection, then then you know, don't spam them. Don't no. don't become a bot. Also, make sure your details are up to date. I quite often for prospecting depository, I'll be quite often looking people up or someone will comment or something. It is quite amazing how often you'll go onto someone's LinkedIn profile and the photo is over 10 years old. Their contact detail. I mean, I've gone to agents where their contact email on LinkedIn is not just their email from their last job. It's from two or three jobs ago. And it's still got that agent's website and it's still got as their primary contact information. So yeah, just just little things like that as well. Just make sure you do that little bit of housekeeping, making sure everything's up to date. But no, bang on the money. Potentially put your password somewhere safe. So if you are on LinkedIn, you get back into it. Um, no, absolutely fantastic. Um, and yeah, that means like digital landlords. Is there such a thing as digital landlords? Are you guys focusing? Do you think about digital landlords at all? Um, you know, how, which, what's your what's your thoughts on it? What do you mean by digital landlords? Just if I'm being stupid right now. Um, as well, landlords that are using going online. Yeah, a hundred percent. I know. I know definitely from my own personal social media that um, you know I've had landlords drop off keys for a whole portfolio before having spent some time trawling through my hundreds of videos on TikTok and then finding me on LinkedIn. I think um, landlords are, as I said, landlords are getting younger and younger. But what you have to do as a starting point is work out where your landlords are so for your area you know if you could do a survey internally and work out where your landlords um you know like to spend time online and their age my god you've got the golden ticket you know exactly what you've got to do you've just got to pinpoint what platform they're using because even my nan uses social media i mean she does it to argue with simon whale quite often um you know so if my nan can do it then i'm telling you landlords are on there uh, absolutely fantastic um should we move on from this point um so obviously yeah thank you for your time today uh any question we have one question actually uh rolling rolling back um uh anna marie thank you for joining us today actually megan uh, she said can you just repeat the two suppliers uh that you that you've recommended uh it's so a prospect to pro so you want to speak to john paul if you want to have a demo on that one um that's like a prospecting um like a little prospecting pal that sits alongside you and it will work out lots of different bits and bobs. Um, and then view agent, which is uh, you can speak to Simon Whale from Kerfuffle, but basically they um, do like an AI generated responses to all of your like Google, Facebook reviews. Um, and it's also got like a little dial so you can see your online reputation from all the platforms, not just one to make sure that you're overall reputation scores looking really strong as well so those were my those were my two okay um Christian? um yeah i mean if you're not already looking at draft 360 for your marketing um ai is a, a small element of that but big advocate of that and yeah i mean otherwise just look at what you've got take a sit down take a minute look at what you've got look at what's working well talk to your staff look at who needs training, look at what needs diving back into and and talk to your suppliers, talk to your partners, like be honest with them. If you're, if you're not happy or you're struggling with something, have a chat. 
Yeah, cool. Um, question uh, leading on from this as well. Um, thank you, uh, anonymous person. Uh, but uh, it, what what posts? Uh, so, what, what posts do you do you see work best uh, on for for landlords to get in landlords' attention on social media? Um, so, media such as Facebook, they say. What what, what kind of what, what what kind of post would work or work best for you? <laughs> Two, I mean, I think there's two folds to that. I think informative content's always helpful. People like to know, you know, what they don't know. Um, and also because we're incredibly British, um, if you give someone something, they quite often want to give something back to you. So if you're giving people loads of free advice, when it comes to renting their property out, they're going to be like, oh yeah, she's, you know, that, that was nice of her. I should probably give something back to her now. So I think, um, informative content like what questions are you being asked day to day you know for example should I let my property furnished or unfurnished you know do I have to pay tax what happens if I live overseas you know like little things like that questions you're asked every week is your content just answer it in a much larger capacity um something like things like 82 percent more consumers will buy from video than they will from anything else. So I would recommend doing it on video. Um, the flip side is is um, a lot of, I don't personally do it, but I've seen a lot of agents do it really well is they'll look at local buy-to-let deals and they'll go, right, you know, for example, Foxton's down the road have got this amazing two-bed flat. It's got this. I think it would rent for this. The yield would be this. You know, there's their number if you want to go and do it. And again, it comes back to that incredibly British trait of ours that we've given them that buy to let deal. They're much more likely to come back to us because they feel kind of obliged to. So I would definitely. say my two kind of suggestions. Definitely watched uh, a couple of those uh, of Christian's uh, posts as well in terms of the local area. Uh, Christian, question for you. Um, so for people that you know aren't as savvy on prop tech, a uh, question from Joe here. Thanks, Joe, for, for tuning in. Um, you know, if, if there was you know, two or three questions, killer questions that you need to ask when, when, when meeting a new supplier, what, what, what kind of guidance would you give? What kind of things should they, should they be asking? Look, I think absolutely you want to you want a reference of an agency that the supplier feels is aligned with you, both in size and like, you know, my agency base, we've got six staff. There's no point me going and getting a reference of a product from like the Leaders Romans group because they're not going to want the same thing from a product I am. So I would say, you know, probably number one would be that. Who else do I know who's using this product that I can have a chat with? Um, and then really in terms of educating yourself, I mean, look, you know, everything Megan and I have shared on here, we've, we've always been an open book, reach out to your agent community. There's lots of social media agent groups where you can knowledge share this stuff. Um, if you're, uh, an owner or a director of a business, you've got the Bulldog brothers run their monthly director's dinner, which is a great chance. Suppliers are actually banned from that. I get in sometimes secretly because I still have my agent hat. Um, but, you know, again, the amount of things that people have learned in that room just sat around the table having honest conversations about problem in the business or a problem with a particular product they're using or whatever. You know, you've got your guys at Kerfuffle who will sit down and really, first of all, understand what it is you're trying to achieve with your business. And then who they feel are the best suppliers that are going to help you get there. Um, and again, as, as I've already said, you know, talk to your suppliers, you know, go out and, and just we're all pretty straight talking people. So, yeah, just that's it, really. No, I love that. I think, I, you know, I think, you know, there is an absolutely huge community out there. 
you know, we are a community and you just need to ask. I, I, I've never known, I've never known anybody reach out for support either through myself, the team or through other suppliers or other agents. And the answer has been no. So, uh, yeah, yeah, sh- yeah, definitely, uh, you know, pick up the phone, uh, or, or Slack a message over or whatever it may be. Um, you know, there's plenty, plenty of people out there that want good for the industry. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to wind us off. Oh, sorry, Megan, before I say that's a good point from Christian. So for example, when I put the depository in, he set me up with people that had a similar branch sizes, similar portfolio sizes. I went and met with them. You know, people are willing to give their time. But also then we sort of helped the other way. And we had somebody that was struggling to get their team on board with depository. So they then I spoke to them about how we handled that. And then they were able to then implement that in theirs. So I think people often don't realize that's actually a thing. You know, just if you just ask the supplier, they'll almost certainly be happy to help. And there'll be an agent out there that will help you. Look, lovely. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for asking those questions. Um, um, any links or anything we discussed today, we'll, we'll be sending out. Um, in terms of, from a good perspective, before we uh, before we uh, let you go, uh, obviously, uh, renters reform is back on the agenda. Um, you know, Good Lord has a free renters reform bill course that's available to everybody out there, including your staff. Just making sure that they have an understanding or what may be coming down the line uh, and, and, you know, and separating the, 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 the chatter from the actual. Um, so if you get an opportunity, uh, you know, or your teams, we make sure your teams understand when they're being obviously speaking to landlords and tenants in terms of what may be coming down the line and how best to position it. Uh, that course is absolutely a must. In addition to that, we've just launched our new uh, lettings in the law guide uh, i think it's our third edition now uh and, and obviously it's, it's updated throughout the year as things change as well uh but definitely an amazing read uh for anyone you can you know you can listen to it you can you can read it wherever you need to do on any of the platforms uh, available uh but if you get a chance absolutely something uh to share with uh, your teams as well in terms of what's coming down the line for 2024 uh, but look thank you everyone for today uh, we've got a few seconds left so just to say goodbye thank you to megan and christian for taking the time out uh really appreciate it hope to see everybody soon all the best thanks for having us guys bye <laughs>